0: minus three is presented for the people by caesar sportsbook you bet you get with caesar's rewards must be 21 or older minus three with dave damasheff hi and hello sports fans welcome to minus three presented as always by omaha one of the final weekends on the calendar in 2022 is upon us And it's a big weekend, especially if you love the World Cup. We have but one game left to play. Let's get a pick on that one from our guy, Kevin Hench. Let's get picks on all the hot, big games coming up. This weekend in sports, there's bowl games to be looked at. There's pro football, obviously, much to be settled before the postseason arrives. Eddie Spaghetti sitting there behind the glass. Kevin Hench sitting in his man's atop Hollywood, making all the decisions that you'll see on your TVs and on your streamers and otherwise in the coming months. Let's jump into all of it. What's the poop there, Hench? Happy holidays, first and foremost.
1: Oh, thank you very much. Likewise, right back at you. Um. You know, you always say uh, high above showbiz. Uh, today, I actually am high above showbiz. I'm, I'm, I'm looking out. You smoked weed. Show business. That's oh, 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 old, you the mean. old CBS executive building, um, uh, where, where I hope to uh, to to uh, have my wares on display for the public in 2023. Um, so it's funny. Our listeners will never hear how many takes it took you to do that. That I don't know why.
0: I don't know why. Listen, I'm, I'm in a festive mood. Maybe I it had would some eggnog. that's my business. It would be that's funny
1: given, given what a, what a bass hit that intro was. I mean, obviously if it's super intricate, I get it. <laughs> if there's a lot of wordplay. I understand, but it would be funny just once. Maybe we'd do it in 2023. If spaghetti just puts it all on the, like they hear every take. I mean, I, I remember, I remember once, uh, you know, I worked with Jim Rome and, uh, on the TV show, and obviously, hmm. radio guys, it's happening in real time. Like you're like, he's he's not making any mistakes. He's nailing it. And then there is this thing about TV where people get a little more self conscious. Like we're standing there, and like, Jim's doing all these takes, and I'm like, is this what happens to the king when there's a camera trained on him? You know. Anyway, so uh, you're in good company uh with, with well you. right i'm the
0: jester uh, to anybody else's king but yes it is there is something weird about when you know there's the safety net of it's being recorded and we're not live that allows you people like me to say stop let's get that right but let's not do it again because it's a bad habit uh, that once you start leaning on it it, and it don't exacerbates you
1: think it that, uh our loyal listeners want all the warts all the
0: kind of right maybe you know? Maybe you're right. Yes, it's not like anybody holds me up as an example of like look at that. That is a pros pro right there, Damashek. Yeah, I guess I mean, we should they really They say
1: there's that. no Walter Cronkite working today, but Damashek's precision
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't show up here to be attacked by you. Hey, go to extrapoints.com and get into the arcade and join us for another batch of NFL them fun there, Kevin Hench. I will say oh. he took a dive, but you know oh what? Esprit de corps, me, you, and, and spaghetti, the minus threeers really let down the listener last week. We're going to get it right. We're going to do our best to fix that for you and for ourselves and put money in all of our pockets. Meantime, go back and listen to earlier in the week. We had a really fun time talking to Greg McElroy from Always College Football one of our Omaha colleagues, a podcast you should be listening to, but good times with Greg McElroy in advance of the bowl season, especially we dig in on Bama's absence from the final four and the four teams that are still in it. Some good analysis of the QBs and beyond. What's going to happen there. Also, speaking of high-end college QBs, Ryan Leaf paid a visit to our pal cousin, Sal, earlier in the week. And it was a delightful conversation, but it got acrimonious on social media afterwards make sure you go back and listen to that and track down sal and leaf's uh respect so i'm, Twitter I'm feeds. always
1: late i'm always really late. weird i'm always late to every party and every controversy of course but is it i feel like i caught up is it just because sal joked i don't even care if it's true is that the entirety yes. of the offense
2: yes you ryan know.
0: leaf told a story about what a, well, Heisman and he hooked up with some former Heisman candidates, granddaughter and uh, blah, blah, blah. And somehow this this led to Ryan Leaf taking offense and swearing at Sal and so on and so forth. Anywho, bottom line, well, go listen, back and it, listen to funny that. funny
1: about yeah. that, if we were at private investigators trying to get to the bottom of this controversy, um, if somebody tosses off a joke, this is such a great story, I don't even care if it's true. If it is true, <laughs> doesn't the guy laugh? If it is true, doesn't the guy go, oh, you know, you know, I, it's fine. He's maybe mm-hmm. covering my tracks for me, but it is true. So maybe it's better if it feels apocryphal. But if you get mad, doesn't that mean it's definitely a lie?
0: Well, you're not the first person to say it. In fact, one of the two parties involved in that. I'd like to be the first person to say something. Social media dust up. uh, Sal maybe mentioned that one. It came up, as did a bunch of other fun subjects, with the guy who has a bowl game named after him, Jimmy Kimmel. He paid a visit, two extra points on Thursday. Um, Sal, Martin Weiss, and I got to kibitz with him about very important matters, including his vote for fruit of the year. Of course, the important decision will still be made by one Dave Damashek when the Sheckies are handed out before years and eddie spaghetti we got to put our heads together and decide exactly what date we will do the Shecky awards so the 33rd annual Shecky awards coming at you and speaking of Jimmy Kimmel we're all headed off to Vegas um January 8th and 9th you can watch some football along with us so many of you over the years have reached out and said man the, the stories that come out of watching football at Kimmel's with Sal and Hench and you and everybody, it all sounds so much fun. Well, here's your chance to do it. You can come to the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club and watch the national championship game with all of us. Kevin Hench will be there. He'll bend your ear, but good if you want to hear that. Harry's going to be there. All the Against All Odds guys. I think both Megans are going to be there, right? any yeah. spaghetti anyhow. I
1: haven't, I haven't seen a no yet. It's funny you mention the all the great stories over the years. You know, Simmons did the Manning cast uh with with Peyton and Eli and so you know, they they brought up the picture of Tom Cruise at Kimmel's, you know, our our greatest afternoon. Um, doing the Jimmy Carter, Menachem Begin, Anwar Sadat peace accords with Jeff Ross and, and Sal. And and so then Simmons is telling the story. And then and then Simmons buttons the story with like, I don't know why I wasn't there. And I'm like, wait a minute. If you weren't there, you don't get to be. like Why are they showing this picture? You, you have to be there. It's like now you're just telling a story you heard. I I assumed he was there during the whole story. I was there. And the greatest part of that story.
0: I'm not even sure if it's actually true. You know, I don't even care. Don't even it's care. such a it's good such a great
1: story. Well, there's a picture. But the greatest thing about Tom Cruise's arrival uh, is so. And this is what a movie. This is movie star. This is all movie star. Right. So you know you've got a bunch of uh degenerate goofballs like us who love watching football jimmy would like make us breakfast make us lunch we'd be in his house all day um watching football and it'd start to get dark in the winter and like the hardcore guys would stay to the end of the late game right some people would kind of flit in and out catch a quarter here or there but like so so we're down to just the hardcore guys but when that late game ended it was like a race to your car. Like people were like that kind of Sunday afternoon feeling of like, Oh my God, I haven't seen my kids. What's what my, what is my life led to? I just watched my team lose and I lost money. So usually there's a rush to the door at four Oh two. Being such a huge football fan, Tom Cruise shows up at three fifty three. There's seven <laughs> minutes left in the late game. <laughs> when Tom Cruise comes literally so, true. So now, so Tom Cruise comes in and like, we're, we're at a TV star's house. We've been surrounded by celebrities. Like we're supposed to be cool. Tom Cruise comes in, everybody changes immediately. Everybody's affect changes. Everybody is like, the room is changed energetically because it's like, there's a movie star on deck. Like we are in the presence of greatness. So then uh, top of the hour, games all end, nobody moves. Nobody moved like, hey, guys, there's now nothing going on here. No, no, no.
0: Wait, I have to I have to fix that because um, Adam Carolla got on his feet and pretended to move his bowels as part of his infamous touchdown celebration. I know that Doug Baldwin Baldwin actually did
1: the dirty turd, which you could argue won the Patriots a Super Bowl when Doug Baldwin (laughs) emulated Carolla's dirty turd. The fifth, that 15-yard penalty made a big difference in the Patriots' comeback in the Super Bowl. So, thank you to the dirty turd. Uh, credit where credits due. So, so Tom Cruise's mom gets to watch Corolla shit out of football, as every mother's dream. And uh, but like, so nobody nobody will leave. Like it was it was getting awkward. It was literally like, okay, guys, one of us has to go to his car, and it's like it's called magnetism. And no one's going to their car until Tom Cruise goes to his car. So so that was a, a great day, which, you know, who knows what we'll come up with in Vegas. Maybe we'll top it.
0: Maybe Tom Cruise. I don't Maybe know. Tom Maybe Cruise. he'll be there. Maybe um, Travolta shows his face. We don't know. So,
1: so um, I'm very excited about Vegas. Uh, I, I, I feel like... I mean, I'm surprised at what an amazing set of RSVPs we had. I would have figured there have been a lot of a lot of can't make it, but uh.
0: Oh no, it's gonna be a good time. Megan Gailey's gonna do some stand-up. Maybe Hensch will get his arm twisted into doing the same. Yeah, my my per, I've said it before, but my specific literal point of view when Tom Cruise came in was I am talking to the guy who. Almost surprisingly, never did get people's uh, handsome, what's it called, sexiest man alive. Because at the time, John Hamm, a.k.a. Don Draper, was the apple of every woman's eye on the planet Earth. And I was literally talking to him, but he was dressed down as we all were, you know, ball cap, hadn't shaved in a few days and everything else. And he and I are face to face. And a glow emerged over his shoulder as a guy in a pea coat walked through. It was like. I don't know. Uh, good riddance to bad rubbish, Ham, or whatever your name is. Who is that handsome devil looming over your shoulder? He Who really
1: imagine that twenty years later, Ham and Maverick would be going at it on screen,
0: <laughs> you're out of up line to take Maverick, down damage like, like an enemy jet. That oh they, before God. the fantasy football season could even take off. Terrible. What, a life. Had to what a life we've led. It really is stupid. Be a part of it and join us in Vegas uh, on the 8th and the ninth. Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club. It's going to be a good time. Speaking of which, real quick, last thing, the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl at SoFi Stadium this weekend, com. It's the aforementioned Ryan Leaf's alma mater, Washington State, Fresno State. I bet you Fresno State wins that game. It's a chip on the shoulder team like that on the West Coast that probably wishes it was in the Pac-12. I bet you they're incented to show up and uh, and put one on the Pac-12, one of the big brothers out there. So check that one out. And if you happen to be in L.A., go check that out. It's a great opportunity and an affordable one to check out one of the great marvels in stadiums in the 21st century SoFi Stadium and in an interesting ball game. I always, too. Think All right. of,
1: uh, I always think of that Ryan Leaf game against Chiefs in the monsoon as the... Um, lowest quarterback rating possible, right? Like you can't, you can't actually, since the forward pass was invented, that was the worst game ever played by a quarterback. But you're like, Hey, it's a monsoon cut the guy some slack. I think it was, I think it was against the Patriots. Maybe it was, it was recently the game that got Zach Wilson benched, where it was like, he was putting up Ryan leaf monsoon numbers, no precipitation. Minus the monsoon,
0: right. You know, it's funny that 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 does lead me and I'm a heel to keep promoting. And then we're going to get to our goat and goats of the week and then to our best bets for you. Um, I have penned another um another article it's the companion piece the yin to last week's yang i shared my top 100 position groups by franchise last week this week i did the 10 worst that i've ever seen and somehow the new york jets avoided that despite zach wilson's existence richard todd's existence everybody basically besides broadway joe and a few nice seasons from ken o'brien but check that one out like i say it's on my social media at Damoshek and beyond. Check that out. All right, hey.
1: So, so were the Jets your worst quarterback? Who was your worst quarterback team?
0: Well, well, I uh, I did have to put the Chicago Bears on there. I mean, it's listen, it's not like except for, as you can do with the Jets, like, well, except for Joe Namath. And okay, Ken O'Brien and Sanchez did pull off some upsets. There is nothing for the Bears to like. They're, I mean, like, their best quarterback in 57 years of Super Bowl action, Super Bowl era action, is Jay Cutler. I mean, Jay Cutler is your best quarterback in more Bob, than a half of Bob
1: Abellini would like a word.
0: <laughs> I Huff mean, it's pretty bad.
1: So, yeah, the, that's in
0: there. There's some other fun ones in there as well. Mike Tomczak uh, some, some, some,
1: and Doug Flutie would like a word.
0: Yeah. Well, there's another quarterback group on there. Somehow, like I say, the Jets uh, avoided it, but. There, there is no avoiding on the
1: subject of terrible bears quarterbacks. The bullseye
0: uh, is now available to put on whoever you want. Hench. Are you going to get into goat and goat right now? Well, I was just going to, I am. Okay, I, my go goat
1: has a quarterback, the theme. So, but I, okay. I, I remember that speaking of bears is reminding me terrible bears quarterbacks. Uh, Cade McNown is a atro- you know, atrocious non-entity, right. As a pro, but his big claim to fame was parking in handicap spots. He he's like, that's that's my move. Um I drive up in my Range Rover, whatever, whatever D-bag car I'm driving, and uh I just go right to the handicap spot because it's the closest to the to the field, to the stadium, whatever. So he had had uh, at UCLA, UCLA, right? I'm right, I got the right yeah. school, right? Yeah. He had, had a like a problem. Like they were like, hey man, you got to stop parking in like, this is a violation. Like you, this is like a moral violation, obviously. But so then I, I just remember a story where it was like first day of OTAs in Chicago. He's like plants his SUV on, on the handicapped spot and then just, then just sucks and washes out immediately. It's like, wow, this is all anyone will ever remember about you or you could have been like a lousy quarterback who learned everyone, all the ushers names, right?
0: There's just different ways to go through life anyway. It's a great life lesson. Be good to people behind the scenes. I, I It is amazing to me how often that comes up with people, you know, contemporaries, colleagues and otherwise like, yeah, behind the scenes, he doesn't treat the staff very well kind of things. Or, boy, he's the nicest guy and how far that goes in either direction be mindful of that all right go ahead bullseye is available put on it put it on who you wish you start us off kevin okay. it's time for
1: goat and goat to the week goat and goat so um i'm gonna go with my good goat first because my bad goat's gonna be controversial on this show um so you guys will you guys will jump on me Ooh. but my good Let's see my good goat okay Steve Wilkes is is doing an just an unbelievable job with the Carolina Panthers. When when your team surrenders, when your when your organization says we are we are punting on the season, we are we are not trying. We are going to start shipping off parts. We're gonna we, you know it is it is a salvage. You can take you know every everything that's not nailed down is available. And we'll just limp to a high draft pick, and we'll we'll promote Steve Wilkes to kind of take the bullet, you know. Like, so you're gonna go three and 14. That's gonna be your welcome to welcome to the head coaching job. And instead, these Carolina Panthers play so hard. I didn't get much right last week, and I apologize for that. Um, I did I did look at that tiny three and a half Panthers going to Seattle and I and I I did the mature thing, which we often can't do, which is go, that means you bet on the team that should be getting seven. Like, it's a weird counterintuitive thing, right? The team right. that should be getting seven is only getting three and a half. Right. Bet on the team getting three and a half. Uh, I did. They they just, they they trampled the Seahawks. They run hard. They block hard. They tackle hard. And that all feels like coach culture. That feels like culture. So, you know, I mean, every week, right? We, we write off another guy and go, well, Sean Payton's going to have his job. Sean Payton's going to, hey, Brandon Staley, Sean Payton's coming. You know, it, it, every Sean Payton, it's like you can, have what, you can have whatever you want, right? Like you're Sean Payton. And I feel like, you know, no one's going to be talking that way about Steve Wilkes. And they'll probably bring in all the glossy candidates, right? But it's oh, like. Oh,
0: really? I'm surprised. You, you don't think he gets, I guess what happens. I, I hope
1: I'm wrong. Um, you know, but there just are coaching candidates that turn heads and given what his assignment was, (laughs) you know, get us a high draft pick. And, but I do think that coaches that transform cultures are rare. And so there. that guy, look, if DJ Moore doesn't take his helmet off, or if Eddie Pinero makes the extra point after DJ Moore takes his helmet off. Or if Eddie Pinero makes the chip shot in overtime after DJ Moore takes his helmet off and Eddie Pinero misses the long extra point. They're in first place. They're in first place. He would be five and three with a team that surrendered. As it is, he's four and four, which is incredible. I hadn't
0: thought about that. Right. You
1: know, they would be they would be tied with the Bucks and have the tiebreaker. So uh go good go to the week. Steve Wilkes, I, I feel like um he's already demonstrated. That, that he deserves to be a head coach in the NFL, and I think it should be with, with the Carolina Panthers.
0: Okay. I also think, you know what, it's it's kind of like deciding that you like a movie or a novel or otherwise two-thirds of the way through. Be careful. We talked about this on Extra Points earlier where Eddie Spaghetti's Giants are concerned. And same thing with the Panthers. I think right now, given what we've seen, you got to keep Steve Wilkes. There's no way you change that. Um,
1: I agree, but I, I feel like we've seen it, you know, we've seen it before. I mean, you know, I don't know. Yeah. And this will actually be a good transition, but like, you know,
0: but I, but I I just was going to say, you know, careful what you root for and, and spoiler alert, how you root from your couch isn't probably going to impact the outcome of the game, but still spiritually, you know, the giants, if they lose this week, do you, are you sure you want, you know, it's easy to say. In early October, like Danny Dimes, sign him back up long term now based on he turned the corner with Dave Bull. Like if they fall on their face, I think the premise changes from where it was six weeks ago, which is we we got to get a quarterback and it can't be Danny Dimes. So these last games, when people say nobody's playing, half the teams aren't playing for anything. Au contraire, Steve Wilkes, even if he loses to the Steelers. He's playing for the future Baker. Mayfield's playing for the future. The Browns with Deshaun Watson and Stefanski, they're all playing for something. It is interesting and the the novel ain't wrapped up yet even if it's not a satisfying one. Even if it's reading like a a a, uh, a tragedy to your eyes, there still is some room in either direction for you. Anyway, go ahead okay. Mitch. I'm sorry. Well, this is
1: going to work. It's going to be a perfect transition to my good goat. So, uh, real quick on Danny Dimes. I I I genuinely do not think that guy has had the weapons to, to um, judge him harshly for what, you know, and I I they've had a good season and I think they, I actually think they win this weekend's my, one of my best bets. Um, But, uh, but speaking about coaches who maybe deserved a shot, Rich Versace, that, that team making the playoffs last year. Okay. That was a miracle. Okay. That they had no business making the playoffs. Right. But it's like, hey, you're just keeping the seat warm for the glamour boy. The glamour boy is coming in from New England. Okay, all right. So now we ship out the uh, special teams guy who got us to the playoffs, you know, rah, rah, whatever, because we've got a genius. We are getting a genius to be the head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Josh McDaniels is here and, okay, gets better. Devontae Adams, we have arguably the best wide receiver in the NFL Maybe Justin Jefferson won, Devontae Adams won A. We've got a genius coach. We've got the best wide receiver in the NFL or 1A. And our tailback is going to have a career resurrection where he's running away with the NFL rushing title, averaging 5.2 yards a carry. And we're losing to a team that brought a guy out of the stands to play quarterback this was like an emergency goalie in hockey Baker Mayfield was like, Hey, can you, we need a quarterback. Can you come down to the field? How did he know the nomenclature for the place? Like, I have no idea. What I do know is my bad goat. And I know it's, I I know it's controversial on this show with you guys, because you guys are basically members of the car family at this point, I suspect you spend Thanksgiving with the cars. So, um, Derek Carr, his performance against Baker Mayfield has doesn't know the players' names. Derek Carr losing to a Rams team. Talk about a team that surrendered. They don't have any warm bodies. Derek Carr, you know, they say, they say you can't be late over the middle. You can't, you know, you, you cannot hold it, hold it, hold it, and then lob it over the middle. That guy is not open. That's not going to work his end zone interception. Now I know he got hit. So it almost, it almost masked what a terrible decision it was that he got hit. So it's like, Oh, well he got hit. That's why it fluttered into the defender's arms in the end zone. Okay. Tell me who he's throwing to. If it doesn't get hit. Tell me he's late, late, late over the middle. There's no window. He gets hit. It pops up. End zone interception. They don't get a field goal. They were already bogging down every time in the the red zone, settling for field goals. They don't even get a field goal on that end zone pick. That atrocious rookie mistake. So what I would say, what I would submit to you guys is, you know, Joe Burrow is not going to go through a bunch of coaches and coordinators. Right, Joe Burrow is not gonna burn through a bunch of coaches and coordinators. So every time the Raiders play in prime time and we have to hear, hey man, cut the guy some slack because he's had to learn a whole new system and he's got a new coordinator and he's got a new coach. Yeah, you know why? Do you know why he's got a new coach and a new coordinator? He's culpable, okay? he's He is not the guy and he bears responsibility for the revolving door of coordinators. You can't, you don't have an alibi when you have the best rushing attack in the NFL and the best wide receiver in the NFL, and you're putting up 16 points against a Rams team that ha, is has punted on the season. It was, it was, I know it's old news. It was, you know, it's been, it's been a week for me. And obviously I picked the Raiders to cover, Against- Me too. I just thought it was it's such a loss. What we look? That game has to be thirty-one to three. There's, there's no. And I know the officiating was horrendous. I, I can get it, but I mean, it's like I, I just think at a certain point, you if it's like he's averaging five point two yards a carry, this guy catches everything thrown in his direction. At some point, the the jeweler's loop, the scrutiny has to land on the quarterback, and I feel like because he's obviously such a good guy. He's such a good human being. He's such a good teammate that he's the last guy any of us want to blame for anything, but it's time.
0: It's I hear you, but it's offset by what he did one year ago at this time. I mean, he was on fire. He carried that team to the playoffs. I know he wasn't a one man wrecking crew, but you know, deficient situation, you know, gross situation. In fact, um in Vegas one year ago yeah it's it's mysterious I, I also think the bigger picture is it's very funny is that you know speaking of Las Vegas John Gruden i think more than anyone made uh made us feel like well that's what you have to do you want to be a head coach in the NFL you sleep on the couch you know you 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 get 90 <laughs> minutes of sleep a week during the season cuz that's what it takes to to succeed in in our league and all that and then Baker Mayfield goes out and does that it, it really lays bare how ridiculous the whole thing is it's just football everybody I mean what I don't I, really know what to make of it it's a, I,
1: I mean our, and I know he only had the two drives but even that it's like you're like are you just going into the huddle and going get open like yeah. what is it is it go long you do a you go <laughs> long you do a button hook I you know so uh, uh kudos to bake that was an, an incredible I mean really like a historically incredible performance to, to wander into Dodge and come out guns blazing. And and
0: and the other side of that is that hasn't gotten nearly enough buzz and it's, it'll just be a bonus goat of the week is the lack of attention paid to as much as there's been since Deshaun Watson finally got under center from Houston the last week. And now this one, but It quickly turned way too quickly for my taste. I don't know what you're supposed to do as a football analyst. You can't weigh in on the humanity or lack thereof, but um, constantly. But we've moved away from it way too fast. Like I think when Deshaun gets up to speed, I like the way that line sets up and these pass catchers like, yeah, but he's still gross, right, everybody? Are we going to mention that every time? And the Shakespearean, or I should say the Dickensian tale of two two pigskin cities that we have now baker mayfield coming through clean on the other side in los angeles while the browns um remain the cleveland browns with deshaun watson and what percentage of their fans probably wish now especially after what we just saw with the with the with bake playing for the rams do they wish they still had bake it's all fascinating and it's not covered enough because i guess it makes some people uncomfortable in the partners of the league are kind of like yeah this isn't the best look for what we paid billions of dollars for but it still deserves more coverage spoiler alert I do think the Browns are going to win this week against the Baltimore Purples um Eddie Spaghetti take it away you're going real quick
1: real quick on the Deshaun thing because I I don't know there isn't like you know when I wrote for a newspaper they they have this thing called the Associated Press style book so when you're literally like. How do you type that? I don't know. Like, is that a what's a, how does a colon work? You know, like you're literally trying to learn mm-hmm. how things are supposed to appear properly in a newspaper. How do you use quotation marks? Yeah, you know, like literally trying to learn it. And something mm-hmm. like Deshaun, there's obviously no style book for do you know, do you do you have to mention his rap sheet on third and six? Do you mention it once at the beginning of the season? But I'll tell you what, you don't do. You don't do what I did, which is I so the Larchmont League, the league you just you know that you don't believe should exist, that was started in protest to your termination of Mr. Simmons. Um it was a disgrace. And so so it remains a disgrace. That's a, that's a keeper league, which you like, keeper league. And it was a keeper league that will that voted to go to super flex, start two quarterbacks next year. So I said, ooh, I know my move. I know what I'm going to do. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay low, but I'm going to get Deshaun.
0: Nah. I'm going to stash
1: him. I'm going to forfeit that money on my roster this year because this is going to pay such great dividends next year. And I'm like, great. I've got the 37th ranked quarterback in football. What do I do? Do I even keep this locks? Do I, I mean, he's terrible. I mean, it, it, A a montage of his one hoppers from just two weeks, from just two weeks, like the number of one hoppers he's thrown to open guys. Anyway, let it be a lesson. Right. You know, uh, uh, you you try to you try to be immoral and you, you pay the price.
0: I see another powerful life lesson from you. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. Have you been betting with Caesars Sportsbook and Casino app? If so, good job. Keep it up because every bet earns with Caesars rewards. That means win or lose, you're getting closer to amazing perks like game tickets, free stays, bonuses, and more. And if not, well, when you do get started, your first bet is on Caesars. Register with promo code OmahaFull and place your first bet up to $1,250 if you win Congratulations. If you don't, you'll get your stake back as a free bet. 21 and over. Offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming only. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with an eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bet credit $1,250. Must be used within 14 days of Receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. see Caesars.com/slash promos for full terms. Voidware prohibited. Know when to stop before you start. Gambling problem, Arizona, call one 800 next step. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call one 800 522 4700 Indiana, call one 800 922 with it. Iowa, call 1 800 bets off. Louisiana, call 1 877 770 stop. Licensed through Horseshoe Bossier City and Harris, New Orleans. Michigan, call 1 800 270 7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1 800 gambler or West Virginia. Visit 1 800 gambler.net. New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369.
3: This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
2: All right, Eddie Spaghetti, take it away. So I'll start my goats and goats. I'll do my good goat first. And uh, it is sad news, but I have to give uh, the goat of the week to Mike Leach. Um, obviously just passing away before he, ta- uh, you know, 61 years old is just way too young. Um, this is a guy that, I think is really on the Mount Rushmore of funniest sports figures you've seen, and I've seen other names being thrown around.
1: Excuse me, don't you mean Mount Passmore?
2: Exactly, Mount oh. Passmore. Yeah, another good point, Hench. Uh right, yeah, Obviously, right the uh, the air the spread offense, the air raid. Uh, he kind of I'm not sure if he really created it, but he definitely perfected it and made it very popular in the college game. And you know, we don't give him enough credit too for being a very good coach, not only in the Big Twelve. But then the Pac-12, and then the SEC. So he's had success in every single uh, of those conferences, major conferences in college football. And uh, like I was saying before, just one of the funniest guys in sports. And um, it's just, it's just super sad. And you can see the outpouring on Twitter and all the his former players and and just his rival coaches and everyone involved with him just seem to love the guy. And it, it just sucks. It, it just, college football will not be the same um, without Mike Leach giving us really, really funny quotes every Saturday in the fall. And uh, that's I'll-
0: right. And by the way. I am not, you know, uh, I was not uh, being somebody who roots for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was not excited about Baker Mayfield and what he might do over the next decade and a half when the Browns got him And the early returns looked pretty good. But what I did like about him was, against my better judgment as a Steelers fan, is um, is that at least he had a personality, you know, the, the, the this I, you've heard me bellyache for a decade, Spaghetti. I can't stand the treatment of sports figures as though they're senatorial candidates. Like, uh, that's out of bounds for him to say that he's a ball player. He can say what he wants if he's a wiseacre. Oh, bulletin board material. Oh no, is the other team going to try now as a result of something that he said? Fat, double fat. Be funny if you're funny. Have something to say. It makes it more entertaining. Yes, Mike Leach. Thank you for the wise cracks. The the bringing along a football is a nice thing, but being funny is even better.
1: Hey, uh, real quick, correct me if I'm wrong, and then edit it out if I'm wrong, obviously. Uh, Texas Tech, Craig James's son was a wide receiver at Texas Tech, and it was Mike Leach, right? Mike Leach is like, your kid's soft and he's not very good. And then Craig James got into this whole thing with Mike Leach. And you're reading it and you're like, this is mortifying for the kid. Oh, my God, this is unbearable. And like I, I think that's probably my introduction to Mike Leach where I was like, uh, all I know is what the two sides are saying. And I'm definitely with the coach on this. Hey, this is college football. This isn't Little League. Why isn't my kid playing shortstop? Like, what are you doing? And I say that as a Craig James fan, uh, you know, as a Patriots fan, they're run to the Super Bowl. Of course, Bowl. you like them, right? where they got more, the but I was like, I was reading those stories and I'd be like, I think this Mike Leach guy's got a point. Like, especially if you're coming, it, it tracks that your kid is soft. If you, instead of saying, Hey, shut up and do your job. If that's what the coach told you to do, that's your job. Instead of doing that, you're like, Hey coach, what's up? Why is my kid not getting more reps? That's why your kid is soft.
0: I It's a great point. How many times have you watched documentaries about an athlete and the kid has a tough go with things in the first few weeks of practice? He's like, I called home and I was like, I'm quitting. I can't stay here. It's not going well. They're like, you're going to finish the job. You're going to stay there and you're going to do it. And you're going to listen to the coach. How It always occurs to me, how different, how many people did leave school in that moment and how different would you know, the figures who we celebrate and, uh, talk about, you know, 30 years after the game and all that, how many stories have been disrupted by that kind of like, it's not going well for me right now. So I'm going to quit on it. Interesting stuff. Go ahead, Spaghetti. Yeah, I know uh, what's coming next real for quick, Spaghetti. Real quick, when, Spaghetti I saw, uh, when I saw it on Wednesday, I knew it that Eddie Spaghetti, I was like, this is going to be his go to the week. Cause this is his cross to bear as a hockey fan. Go ahead. Well, head, hold on. Shoot, hold, you, on you
1: know. hold on. Just real quick on the Mike Leach. Sad tragedy. So spaghetti, I mean, it's sad for all of us, but you're a young man. Now that guys our age are just dropping dead regularly, like it is crazy, you know, when you're a a, a middle-aged dude, 61 is young. I mean, you know, obviously Grant Wall was just, this is not acceptable world, this new thing. And both like, maybe complications from pneumonia, complicating, you know, and I'm like, no, 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 Stop, stop, stop. Uh, let's get, let's go. You know, 71's not old. Let's get, can we get back to Norman Lear? Can we please, can I have a lot of runway left to spend with, with, with my girls as they grow up?
0: Yeah. And, and, and heaven forbid, I mean, the, the, we, you heard the news about Ellen's, um, music guy twitch he's a neighbor of ours here and you know it does remind me you know take care of your mentals all that kind of stuff i mean the most outwardly positive and sunny guy i mean just in the interactions with him the brief ones that i've had over over the years with him just unfailingly nice and positive and a and a nice guy and same would be i would say i say the same about his wife and his little kids but it's terrible. So take care of your mentals as well. But it does also bring me back. Look at what people are saying about Mike Leach. Look at what they're saying um, uh, about uh, about your guy. Look at what people are saying about Twitch. The one consistent theme is wonderful guys. That's what you want to have said about you, not it is. like or he that's was a, he was a creative genius, a real jerk behind the scenes, but more important to, to, for the people who know you to say nice things about you yeah. above or, all, or else. we
1: could all, you know, we can all behave in a way that guarantees we'll have a tie Cobb funeral with three people at the gravesite, two of whom like are being paid to be there. One's <laughs> digging it and the other's presiding. Uh, yeah. So, so, so be good to people. Uh, 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 nice one, Eddie. Uh, that, that, that guy was great.
0: Okay, yeah. Eddie spaghetti, go ahead. I know what uh, I what. I know what darkness awaits.
2: Yeah, well, I'm gonna combine. Yeah, so she's alluding to it. Um, the common theme here, uh, for my bad goat is is physicality in sports. The first one, uh, I'll set these both up uh, in case you didn't see or read about this stuff, but. Uh, Ryan Reeves, a uh, former Ranger, former a uh, few other teams, Vegas Knights, uh, he's now in the Minnesota Wild. He uh, lays a clean hit on Philip Roenick of the Red Wings, and that immediately a fight ensued after that. Now we stop there. The other issue I have um, Troy Vincent, who's you know part of the NFL PA and stuff. They're now discussing with referees for further punishment uh, against players who hit quarterbacks or defenseless uh, players and even to go as far as ejecting them kind of like college football, uh, like the targeting rule to remove them from the game. Now we all know the worst part of college football is targeting and the NFL as it is, has a real bad problem with these calls. And then they want to make it even uh, like fiercer. So the reason I have issues with both of these is number one, these leagues NFL and the NHL have already established a lo- large number of years of physicality of hitting of that. And I understand, you know, me and Chuck did talk about this before, and I agree with Chuck's point, especially with the quarterbacks is quarterback play as it is right now is not the greatest. We, we, we struggle to really get 32 uh, teams that have good quarterback play. We don't need to see the backups or the backups backups. Like we are seeing this week, this week is an all time bad week for quarter starting quarterbacks in the NFL. So I, I'm with you there, but the thing that might be uh, your
0: point being, or my point to you is, is right is, that yes it sucks like obviously the sunday night football game was well, there was a horrendous roughing the passer call and it's inconsistent and all of that but the other side of the coin is they these qbs do all get hurt the guys are just it, the bigger and faster and stronger thing is true that is the result the qbs get hit they get hurt now. It, yeah. It, but, it just uh, didn't happen 25, 30 years uh, ago. Like, I mean, the, it, you know, and I I, I don't you like know, it. Like, I'm I just mean, saying that that is the result. That's what they're trying it's to wild. Like
1: it's wild every, that we know every week it's gonna happen, right? So, you know, the Dolphins played terribly. They did not move the ball. Uh, they you know, scored on an offensive fumble, a play no one's ever seen. But Phillips gets both his hands on the on the carpet before he lands on herbert like it is textbook herbert's a huge guy you you have to impose enough of your physical will on him to get him to the ground and then he literally gets both his palms on the ground as he's landing on him textbook here comes the flag oh there's nothing we can do can't look at it can't do anything if the chargers have to punt from the end zone they didn't score, you know, but like if they have to punt from the end zone, that could very well have been a different outcome. Um, yeah. So it's like, you know, we all see it in real time, like like the idiot who throws this flag. We see it in real time and we go, that looked clean. You know, like, great. Right? We're like, whoa, what was the I must have missed the helmet to helmet. No, no helmet to helmet what you saw in real time was what this idiot well, he saw braces himself. It, <laughs> it, it's so I mean, horrible it's and so the bad that it's not that they give themselves no out, you know, that there's no recourse once you've ruined the game with your, another terrible roughing the passer call, you know, and when you've got the, the, in, in the, stu, in the, the announcing booth referee whose job it is to, you know, say yay or nay on a call, just going that's terrible. That's his brethren. Yeah. Like that's his brethren. They do not like to say that is terrible. But the fact that even referees are going, that's terrible. The idea that Spaghetti just alluded to that we're like, Hey, can we make this terrible call damage the game even more? How about we, you know, how about we get some guys ejected? So it, 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 it is disgraceful. It's, it's part of the game. You know, it's like my business is pretty rough. Not physically, but like, you know, you just get told no a lot. You get, you know, get told to go to hell. And I remember once uh, uh, my agent, my former agent, he just goes, I wasn't, I don't know, I mean, it was aching, but he's like, hey, it's the life you chose. So it's like, you're an NFL quarterback. You had a lot of off ramps in your life to not get hit. Pretty much every other job in the world, you're not going to get hit By missiles flying at you. You chose to be a rich NFL quarterback. I hear you.
0: I'm not defending it. I'm just making a
1: point that I get it. You might have to to get hit so I, i'm with spaghetti spaghetti
0: excellent pair
1: thank you
2: hench and i could honestly kiss you right in the forehead for agreeing with me uh, bringing up the point that i i've been bringing up the last few shows and sal's been getting on my case the broadcast booths and the referee in the booth have openly disagreed with the calls in the field that's all i've been saying the referee's being awful and and again check is right about the quarterback but it's just so funny that this does not make sense because what's a premium position that we all all of our teams draft it's defensive end. it's edge rusher right these six foot six guys, 260 plus pounds who get to the quarterback in a handful of seconds. It's like, well, what's the point of drafting them if every time they hit when they when they're launching their bodies, what are you really going to do? And then to even go a step further with the defensive player thing, that's pretty much just saying receivers. So it's like a receiver running a, a post route or cross route in the middle of the field, you know, our colleague, Will Blackman, I made a very good point on Twitter. He was like, you know, Justin Jefferson made a catch a couple of weeks ago in, in traffic. The safety just let up. He just let him have it. that safety. would have put him on jacked up on ESPN uh, 10 years ago because he would have leveled him, And that would have been an incompletion. There's no, like, you know, a Bob Sanders type safety. We used to see that's. there's no need for that anymore in the NFL because the receivers are going to get away with murder because the, 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 safety knows he cannot make contact with him because they'll find a way to call it an, an unnecessary uh, roughness or whatever. And then to tie it back into the Reeves hit, it's like, Everything Reeves did was textbook. Everything was, you know, feet, uh, skates planted, did not, you know, hit the head. Like, he just used his body. It was a clean hit. And and guess what? Like, Ronick and you should know better. If Ryan Reeves is on the ice, keep your head up. Do not look back towards your own goal because that's going to be a mistake. Uh, And it doesn't have to be just with Ryan Reeves. It could be with any other opposing player. And I just think we're now getting in this territory of, like, where I would not be shocked if hitting or or checking in hockey is outlawed by, like, 2030. It already is in, in the women's game. And I just, you know, the NFL is now turning towards where it's almost flag football, literally because of the referees, the flags, uh, the referees throw the flag and because of the, the the lack of contact. And it's just, these, these sports are just changing rapidly uh, since I was a little kid to now. And it's just, it's pretty disgusting in my mind.
1: Well, Spaghetti, you remember uh, how much younger you are than, uh, Sheck's younger than me. Uh, you're younger than Shaq. When we were growing up, So we grew up with an entire generation of guys like Chuck Cecil, Charlie Waters, Cliff Harris, Donnie Schell, these linebacker type safeties whose function was to make sure guys didn't go over the middle uninjured. Steve Atwater,
0: David Fulcher, yeah. Yeah, I mean David Jack Fulcher Kato. was
1: a linebacker. And it's like they, I don't know, when they watch the games, they must be like, what is this sport? Like that guy has to pull out a hit. That's your sole function on in that part of the field is to punish that guy so he has alligator arms next time. So that I, I totally agree. And I would say this: okay, was it Larry Cole Sheck who knocked out Bradshaw in the Super Bowl? Right? Very nice. And then and so like Bradshaw like completes the pass, gets off the canvas there. It should be part of the game that you are physically resilient, like that. John Elway can take a lick and continue to play and move the ball down the field like Bradshaw, Elway, these super strong, tough, big physical quarterbacks who weren't pampered. That's part of what makes them Hall of Fame quarterbacks. How do we judge Mahomes and Herbert and these ridiculous stratospheric numbers they're going to put up when they are playing a different sport? Like, it's, you know, what, what are their concerns as they go through their progressions? That they'll be gently laid to the turf? That they'll be cradled to the ground like a baby being swaddled? It's awful. Like, obviously, I don't want guys getting speared ahead But if you get a clean run at a QB, you should be able to blow him up. He's wearing
0: pads. He's getting paid. Like, come on. I agree with all of it. Obviously, I I grew up in Pittsburgh. I root for the steel curtain. I, you know, the Penguins are a high flying brand, but they've, They've had their tough guys as well, obviously. Wayne Van Dorp, Georgie LaRock, the greatest pugilist these two eyes have ever seen. I like all of it. The only pushback I offer is this. One, first of all, it's funny you mentioned that Super Bowl 10-64 yarder from Bradshaw because he was knocked out of the game and Mike Kruzak actually had to finish, which is a funny side note. That in 56 Super Bowls, rarely has a guy in the game got knocked out and the backup had to play a pivotal role in the biggest game. It's weird that in 56 years, that's never come up. But the other thing is, I just, uh, you know, we watched a lot of football growing up and granted, we didn't have satellites so that we could see every game at one time. But I just, I, I don't remember, or very rarely, do I remember a guy being backboarded or seeing the fencing move, a guy laying on the ground with his hands doing that weird thing and his eyes rolling into the back of his head? You just see it all the time now and it's because the guys are bigger. Ryan Reeves, what is he? 250 spaghetti? I mean, like he didn't do anything wrong. The real if if he did catch um if he did catch the guy's head, it's cuz he's taller than him and his shoulder hit him and that's where the other guy's head comes up to his shoulder and that's where he hit him. But that's not Reeves fault. But the result is more concussions. Guys get knocked out and all that gross stuff. The leagues. I kind of get that. They're like, we got to get that out of the game. We can't keep having this because this is gross looking. Right. I mean, I, no. I'm not defending it. it. I guess I am defending it. it but-
2: it's it's nothing. I mean, if you have the opportunity as harsh and as it sounds, if you have the opportunity to play in the National Football League or the National Hockey League, like I, I think you have to understand the consequences it comes with. And I just don't think because a guy is a physical, bigger body, he should be penalized for something that's been part of the game for a number of years, whether it's a, a safety, who is a hard hitter, or if it's a, a, you know, a power forward in hockey, who's a fourth liner, whose job is to be physical. That's literally like half teams, in the NHL have either a fourth liner that are that, that are just, you know, speed four check this net, dump the, dump the puck and chase it. Or you have a Ryan Reeves type line where you have guys who are going to play physical and just keep the other team in check. And it's just like, you're, removing an entire strategy from the game because now it's just programming these fans and and media's brain. That's like, Oh, big hit must lead to a fight. Big hit should be removed from the game. Fighting also should be removed from the game, which we see less and less every single season. And it's like, it's just making the game, not what it was. And it's, it's terrible. in my opinion,
1: I'll go even further. Uh, I'll go even further. I'd say I would rather watch Mason Rudolph and Gardner Minshew square off in a 13, 10 game Every game, every week, than these roughing the passer
0: calls. These, hey, can I, I mean, offer you a Mason Rudolph and uh, and Sam Darnold in a 13th? Because yeah, so, I mean, you might no, get that there's in Charlotte, no, North Carolina, there's no
1: second string or third string quarterback, regardless of the you know limitations. Colt McCoy, like I don't that I don't watch a backup quarterback struggle to get first downs and feel like the world is an unjust place. I go like, hey man, they're really having trouble with <laughs> the ball. But when I see Justin Herbert, like Herbert had to be surprised, right? He's like, "Oh, I got sacked," and they're like, "Ooh, first down!" Like it's like it, it is it is a war crime. These these roughing the passer calls they've ruined <laughs> our beloved game. Like and so there, I don't care. You could every third string quarterback could be starting this week. It would be better than these roughing the passer calls. I just I can't believe that the, that we're so far down this rabbit hole, it gets worse and worse and worse. And um, and they're they're considering like, how do we give the referees more power? It's insane. It's insanity.
0: I agree. They do the reviewable in football. What the hockey fix is, I fear spaghetti's right, is that they're just going to further tamp down on physical play and it's inherent to the sport, obviously, or at least the NHL from uh The the NHL I followed for the last forty. At least years. they're
1: in hockey, there literally is a women's version where they don't check. So when like Troy Aikman gets in, like Troy Aikman's like, let's take off the dresses. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. we don't, you can't, you can't say Well, we don't talk like that anymore. At least with hockey, it's literally you, this is what it will be. If you love this, if this is what you want out of your North American hockey, here it is. Be careful what you wish for, and uh, you know. Obviously, I only watched you know the U.S. women's team play Canada once, you know, every four years, and uh, and you, it is jarring, right? Where you're like, okay, blow her up, like she's got her head down. But she's listen, got her watch head Olympic down. hockey.
0: Like, watch, oh, no, you, no, you watch the Olympics every four years. Watch Sweden and uh, and Russia get it on. They don't touch each other the whole game. And I'm talking Terrible. about the, the men's uh-huh. version. Spaghetti, you uh, you done there? Uh, I am done. Okay, I'll pick it up then with my good goat, um, a begrudging one. It's been, what, 15-plus years in the making. But my goat goes to the second most impactful hockey player of this millennium, the grade eight, Alex Ovechkin, the number two to the number one, Sidney Crosby. Um, Ovechkin, 800 goals. This is one of those ones that we have to take a quick beat and acknowledge because it was one of those mythical uh, records that will never be broken. Are there really, are there still records that will never be broken? Nobody thought anybody would ever challenge Gretzky. Here comes Ovechkin in terms of goal scoring. For me, it goes as simply as I can put it. Put him in whatever order you want but mario lemieux alex ovechkin mike bossy those are the three best pure goal scores i've ever seen in my life and i do think you know you talk about the different generations i people say that and get a little loose with like that guy would dominate this era ovechkin would score 100 goals if he played in 1984 he would score 100 uh, goals of course uh, and Sidney Crosby would would get two hundred points too. So don't get mad at me, Penguins fans. Like, Crosby would also light it up if you gave him that kind of room um, that uh, that those guys had in the early '80s. But anyway, well, shout out I, to eight. A-
1: it, it is you know we talk about records that won't be broken, right? So the you know the the cartoonish era that Gretzky played in, you know, obviously the the um, collision of that talent with the way the game was being played created these cartoon numbers where you were like, Oh, well, none of those numbers can ever be challenged, you know? And then Lemieux comes in and it's like, Oh wow. He's right there. You know? And and as you pointed out the games, he missed the 199 point year. Right. Um, So they are like, okay. And he's a much more physical guy, but by the time Ovechkin gets to the league scoring is so far down that you're like, well, obviously 800 goal, 800, like 500 is going to go away. Then, you know, he's part of the Russian, he's the Russian machine that drags the league back to where it's fun. And like, they like, you know, like it's six, five, it's fun. And he's, he's spanned those, those eras. And, you know, it's so crazy what I saw that, you know, cause I've been checking in on him every night, like, where is he? Where is he? Where is he, where is he and then it was like, hat. Hat trick for eight hundred. It's pretty good. Not just a hat trick for eight hundred, but in in an in original six city. You know, it's like the best. You know, best case, obviously, you're at home, but a lot of hats came on the ice, and, and a and a city that understands hockey history in Chicago. Um, so uh, that is a that is a goat. Now, I will say this: the bread man uh, ran a foul of Vladimir Putin, whose Spaghetti is yet to assassinate, despite a good effort on the stairs, good effort on the stairs. But so Panarin ran afoul of Vladimir Putin, which is a badge of honor for Panarin. So like, Artemi, good on you. Putin has a problem with you. That's that's a good reflection on you. I don't think Putin has any problem with Ovechkin. That's not a great reflection. That's,
0: that's not a that. great
1: reflection on Ovechkin.
0: Maybe not. I don't know, though. Like the other side of that is if Ovechkin opens his yap, then uh, his family members that are still uh, there in Russia, maybe yeah. something maybe bad happens to them. Maybe he's
1: waiting on spaghetti like we all are.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah, touche. I mean, the bottom line is spaghetti. Come on, get credit. Enough with the excuses already. Um, you but yeah, daily, you know what you say.
1: Spaghetti looks a little Eastern European today. I don't, you know, you can't, I mean, we're on the zoom. So if you're just listening in your car, he's a got a dark shave. he's yeah, he's, he, he looks menacing. I would, well, I would looks get, like he I wants to I'd pass himself off and it, this guy came up behind me on the stairs. I know he meant business.
0: Well, he, but what he looks like is a, uh, a Russian uh, private, Russian army private, like he'll, he'll fit right in there before, before he knows it. Bayonetta fix, take that Putin, you know, but I want you to do it with your bare hands. I want you to see the life God. All right. It's getting too dark. Um, I will say though, you're right. Cause I don't, I didn't couch it properly. I don't think in, in its significance, much like bird and magic elevated the NBA. I mean, Crosby and Ovechkin straight up saved the NHL. It was, it was really on life support when those two arrived and they, they were smart enough Batman on down smart enough to know, okay, we got something here. These are the two faces of the league. We are going to perpetuate this rivalry and show them as much as we possibly can thereby turning the likes of Eddie spaghetti against at least one of them for getting that kind of shine. But, um, but really they did save the game. One day, Connor McDavid will replace one or both of them. Oh, it is weird. Boy, that team again, Are they really going to struggle to make the playoffs with Dreisaitl and McDavid? Story for another time. My Goat of the Week, I could go down many sports paths, but it has been requested. So shame the devil. Here it comes. It's the annual GOAT, maybe for the year, but at least for another Christmas season. It is a shared GOAT award for Donner, the father, the reindeer, the reindeer father of Rudolph. The magic, ro- the, the, he didn't just have garden variety magic powers like all the other reindeer who could fly. He had a red nose. It would turn on and off like a light bulb. He got The baby is born on the dirt floor of their cave that these reindeer all apparently live in, these caves. And the, the mom is so proud. And immediately he's like, look, Donner, what are we going to call him? He's like, I don't know. We'll name him Rudolph. And then Rudolph's n- nose turns on and the old man turns on a dime. He's not, he's not thrilled. This is his first child. His first reaction is, oh no, Oh no, the red nose, that's an embarrassment. We better not let Santa see this or he'll never be on Santa's team on Christmas. That's where your head is, you old creep. What kind of father are you? You're a terrible parent. You're worrying about what the old man at the office is going to have to say instead of celebrating this magic that your your wife just carried this this little magic baby around in her belly for all those months. And your first thought, oh, what's the boss going to do when he sees that nose? Shame on you. And that goes double for you, Santa, for the work environment that you created that somehow put this kind of thinking into Donner's poor brain. His adult, oh, I'm worried about, I'm going to lose my job. What's going to do for my employment? Because Santa rolls in and sure enough, I came by to see the newest member of my team. And then his nose turns on again, Rudolph and Santa's like, oh, no, somebody better fix that. Oh, and Donner before Santa gets there, he rubs dirt all over poor. This is a baby. He rubs dirt on the nose so that so that the boss man, heaven forbid, the boss man see the shiny nose. He rubs dirt on a baby's nose to cover it up. And Santa comes in, and the dirt falls off, and there's the light. And Santa goes, "He'll never be on my team." You're insulting a baby. That's what you do, Santa, jolly old Saint Nick. eh? it's I all did not, disgusting. Uh... I did
1: not I uh, anticipate um Santa Claus creating a Dan Snyder toxic work environment as part of our goat and goat of the week uh I can't argue though, though. um question who's going to be more disappointed in in their son uh Rudolph's dad or Mason Rudolph's dad Sunday night
0: it's like so, <laughs> by Sunday
1: night Jason Rudolph's dad. Well,
0: yeah, listen, there are no repercussions. What, what the message is, and we're trying to, you know, in our society, we're we're anti-bully, right? We don't like bullies, and but there are no repercussions. Donner is bullying his own child, and Santa comes in and does the same, but then when they need him, hey, Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you fly? Hey, my screw old, tonight? Like, No, no, Why Rudolph doesn't go, screw you, fat old yeah. slob. You should
1: have thought available. of that
0: before he insulted me. Beat it. Christmas is canceled by my nose.
1: Yeah, it is we, you know, it is true that we move on very quickly from these sociopaths who won't let Rudolph play in the reindeer games. Like, what well, I like, these are this is like a prison yard. What do you know? Why are you not letting this <laughs> child play in the reindeer it's games? Okay. okay. I all right. know all right. Do not Rudolph see that one. It's a lot
0: more stable than he should have been. All right, here we go. Best bets take it away, Kevin Hench.
1: Okay. So man, I gotta, I am really uh, I, I am last week. I'll say this about last week. You know, the worst thing when you're on the hoop court and you take a jump shot and you go, that feels good, baby. You you're like, you start to like do the Steph Curry dance, and then it it hits like the far crotch, like it hits the backboard before the rim, and you're like, that felt great. You're like, oh my God, this is how off I am. It felt great and it wasn't close. That's the worst feeling on a basketball court. I will say this about my terrible picks last week. They felt terrible. Mm -hmm. I, I, I at no point did I go, I nailed these. I felt terrible about them. I went back and forth. I can't, I think I let spaghetti talk me into the Titans. He made such good points. Like I was like, I was a mess last week. So, so it was no surprise, I guess my my results were a mess terrible okay this week I am going back to the well these bills are gonna cover a big number at home before we're done here I really you know when when Mike White went down in a heap I'm like okay I mean the bills could not move the ball for the whole entire you know, first half but I'm like this is a talented team at some point it's gonna matter uh and 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 sure enough, They don't cover. They win by eight, but they don't cover the big number. This week, they do cover. It's seven on my screen against the Dolphins. I think, you know, I know how high you've been on the Dolphins, but I think we all saw something against the Chargers that gave us pause as to how possibly limited the Dolphins are. I don't think they keep it within one score in Buffalo.
0: How say you? I am going not just with the plus seven where it is now, plus seven and a half. Keep your eye on that number. Um, but I'm taking the Dolphins straight up. I think the Dolphins go in there and win. People keep talking about the snow and the weird association. Yeah, the LA Rams. It's funny because the Rams are up in Chicago this week, and Sal actually is picking. Uh, I'm sorry, the Rams are in uh, Lambeau this week, and Sal said, like, you know, what difference does it make if it's in Lambeau? Well, the Rams have proven when they went in, remember when they went in there in their Super Bowl losing year, they went up there in December and it was cold and they looked like, you know, surfer boys in, in the freezing conditions. I don't think that necessarily transfers down to South beach. I, and you know, practically those fast wide receivers, what do they always say when it's a snowy slippery field? The, the, Onus or the difficulty is on the DBs, not on the receivers. It's always on the guys trying to backpedal with that. I'm taking the Dolphins. Continue.
1: Okay. Uh, Well, that's fun. Like we're, we're on the opposite side of that. All right. So I, you know, it's funny. These, these, these giants and commanders, very, very hard to handicap these teams. But I do like, sometimes I do, I just look at a number and I say four and a half is should taylor heineke be giving four and a half to anybody you know much less a team that's over 500 so i like i like all all those points you're going to be getting with the giants and i i think you know it's funny i told sal i was like i did not like the giants against the eagles i was like he was very high on that as a as a money line bet on the giants but Obviously, no one is as explosive as the Eagles. Taylor Heineke, not as explosive as Jalen Hurts. I'm not worried about uh the, the the commanders running away with that. Giants keep it close. I think they actually win. Um, okay. I, I like I like
0: them. I like them catching four and a half, that's four. for sure.
1: And then okay, since I since it was my bad goat, have to put my money where my mouth is. Anyone, anyone who's paying attention knows I don't often pick the New England Patriots very hard team to figure out team that got blown out at home by the bears, but the defense is sound. The defense, the defense really flies to the ball. And I, you know, this, my aforementioned Derek Carr concerns, I, I just, the the Raiders should beat the Patriots, but I don't think they will. So if the Patriots win that game, they will be, they will be eight and six and solidly, solidly in the playoff hunt, although very tough road in, for the patriots um and then just on a flyer just for fun jaguars money line okay Ooh. so you know i had the cowboys teased all i mean like there's no way the texans are keeping it within a score against that juggernaut and then it's like i you know the cowboys had a little bit of that chiefs are you bored i'm sorry guys are you bored playing nfl football are you not interested this week it was very weird game. Um, and, and, and so that the Cowboys only won by four blew up all the, the 10 point teasers. Um, then, you know, they lost their right tackle and it's like the Jags keep it close. They're definitely heading the right direction. In fact, you know, speaking of things I have to rescind, Trevor Lawrence was so bad for a mid middle of the season for a while. He's turned a corner. I was praising Spaghetti for getting it right. Who would be the number one quarterback taken? Justin Fields? Now I have to come off of that. Lawrence has looked unbelievable. I think the Jags have an advantage at quarterback in that game. Mm. And the Cowboys got away with one last week and they won't be so lucky this week
0: boy that's an interesting one and a bold one very quickly i will give you the vikes laying 4 fishy line why would why would they only be giving 4 to that bum colts team given what we've seen the last couple of weeks i i you know it's weird enough that it makes me want to go the other way on it but i'm going to stick with the vikes it just makes too much sense to do it that way same goes for the bengal's what what do we what have we seen now i got Listen. When I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. I said it earlier in the week. I wore backed it already, but I'll do it times two because I went in so hard about Tom Brady over Brock Purdy. I still think Brock Purdy's going to turn into a, a pumpkin. Don't bet on them to make a big long NFC playoff run. But I don't know. Maybe another week or three for Brock Purdy before um, the inevitable happens. In the meantime, what do you like about the Bucks team? Have you watched the Bungles play lately? Obviously, the Bungles should lay waste to this team. They're given three and a half in Tampa. I think they cover that. I think this game goes over. Said, you know,
1: these. You look at these lines, and you're like, okay. So, what if what would this line have been if the Bucs had lost in overtime to the Niners? Isn't this what this line would have been? They got destroyed
0: in all phases. Like, why isn't this line? Ref- it's the power of Tom Brady. I guess how, it's as simple as that, but it, it really doesn't make any sense. I'm also well,
1: going listen, over the Niners and the-, the Niners and Seahawks are play tonight, right?
2: Yes. Is that, they do.
1: Yeah. Okay. So we're recording on Thursday. Niners Seahawks tonight. I think your Brock Purdy regression will have already occurred by the time most people are listening to this. I like Ooh, the I Seahawks so. tonight. You know, this is this is our most fun thing. Pick a game that the listeners will already be able to tell us we're full of full of crap but uh, I I like Gino to bounce back and uh, catching three and a half at home
0: against Brock. You're supposed to use past tense. I said, I told you about Gino Smith before this game. I told you it was coming here. The Seahawks, unfortunately, listen, don't get down in the dumps. The Seahawks look like some good things lay ahead in 2023, but, This team is not going to the playoffs. You saw why on Thursday night football, even though Brock Purdy was under center for those 49ers, this team is a steamroller. Nick Bosa is the difference as a defensive player, as big a difference between a defense with him in there versus uh, without him. Bosa is a destroyer out there in the top three to five defensive players in the league right now. Pittsburgh and Carolina, the one thing, I don't know who's definitely going to play quarterback. Maybe we'll see a couple of Steelers quarterbacks. We do know Sam Darnold's going to be playing on the other side. We know that the Steelers standard is the standard. They got embarrassed last week in a big spot. They needed to go three and out in a situation. You knew the Ravens were going to run the ball. Steelers couldn't do anything about it. It was embarrassing. I think that they have a short-term rise up here. I think this game goes under 38 and a half. If you definitely want to make a bet, on one team or the other, I would take the Steelers and the points there. Detroit and New Jersey are going to go – Oh, and New, New Jersey. New York Jets are going to go over forty-four and a half. and a half As I said earlier, Browns over the Purples lay the two and a half for Deshaun Watson and company. Very interested to see how Cleveland treats him. I think the organization thinks that it's going to be a celebration of Watson out onto the field. I'll be curious to see if uh, the Boo Birds are out for him. Um, and Why would you I'm go gonna- to the
1: stadium to boo? I mean, if you're that offended, wouldn't you just stay home? <laughs> you pack up. The I guess. Car, I don't know. It's, it's your stadium. statement that I'm because hey, yeah. I, are you I guess it's your you, rated. I thought you, I thought you ripped up your season tickets. You hate that guy. So oh no, I'm going to boo. I'm going to go boo. <laughs> like, I mean, obviously, as soon as he finds Amari Cooper for a touchdown, they're all going to cheer. Like everything's forgotten. Newcastle United is owned by Muhammad Bone Sawman, and they couldn't be happier with their improvement
0: i know i guess i because mean, it's it's the way to uh have your cake and eat it too if you're a browns fan you booed him when he was introduced but then you ended up cheering anyway you're a season ticket holder you can do what you want you're allowed to boo as i always say um falcons plus four i'm not sure why they're catching points is that still the case spaghetti am i seeing the latest line there do you know off the top of your head falcons plus four um
2: yep we'll if so yeah.
0: Still, the still, still. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I guess it's because it's Desmond Ritter. No matter. Um, I think they they rightly see themselves as having a chance in that uh, garbage NFC South. They'll show up, and uh, I think they'll be able to run the ball on their main. And now a quick break.
2: It's all right, Spaghetti. Go ahead. All right, to breeze through these quickly, I know we're running low on time here. Um, I'll start with a college bet, and it is the Kimball Bowl. Um, not many left of these to give out, so I want to give a college one. But I really like Fresno State in this game. Um, they're giving – I believe they're giving three and a half or getting three and a half. Well, I like, I should know this. They uh, Basically, Jake Hayner, one of the quarterbacks in the country that people really may not know of, but come draft time, you will know about him. They're on an eight-game winning streak, basically once he's healthy and playing – they're gonna win the game. Fresno State is a pretty balanced offense, uh, potent offense, but their last three games defensively only give up a total of 30 points. And I believe Wazzu is missing both coordinators, so I, I do like Fresno State uh, minus the three and a half um, to win that game. Wazoo does travel pretty well; their fans, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if a lot of Fresno uh, fans make the drive down to SoFi for that game there. So that'll be a fun one to watch on Saturday. Now for these NFL games, uh, I had a bad week last week. Uh, I know Hench was talking about it. I I did that three-team parlay with Harry did not go well. I lost all three legs of that. Um, Usually weeks, there are games you just go, I'm going to stay away from. But this, like, I could convince myself in most of these games about either side, which is kind of scary to me. But the the, the ones I want to give out here that I do feel pretty good about, check, you said it already, the Vikings uh, giving four at home versus the Colts. I still think the Colts are not trying to win games. Uh, I really do think they're in uh, as tank mode as you can get because they're just tired of this Wentz, Rivers. Matt Ryan, these quarterback like rehab thing. It's not working out. They want to get a guy. I don't think guy. Jeff
0: Saturday is going to be the head coach not Twenty three. Right,
2: exactly. And, uh, you know, the they, they did lose to the Lions, but the Vikings uh, still could score a, a ton of points um, despite giving up uh, a lot on the defensive side. But I just don't think the Colts can match with them offensively. So I, I do like the Vikings at home uh, giving four Now, the Eagles, you know, Micah Parsons made some comments that Jalen Hurts is like a system quarterback, and there was no one more down on Jalen Hurts than I was uh, at this point. Uh, You know, last year, you could have been like, Jalen Hurts is by far the worst quarterback in the division now. He's arguably the best. He's may, he should win NFL MVP in my uh, opinion. So uh, not, the, not that they needed any more uh, fire into the flame here, but the I think the Eagles are just going to blow the doors off the Bears. Bears are missing receivers. Obviously Darnell Mooney after the year, they made the trade for Chase Claypool has not done a whole heck of a lot for them. He's missing practice. Justin Fields himself, he did <laughs> doesn't practice know the today. playbook.
0: He's been there a month. He's <laughs> having a hard time picking up the playbook apparently.
2: And I believe it? that pick for the Steelers is what the 30, it's the 34th overall pick so which is wherever the bears land yeah um yeah so um and and justin fields himself was missing practice this week with an illness he did practice today but that's never good i i just don't see a scenario where the, the eagles are uh, they might be the best team in the NFL, I and mean, they're scoring at will. And their defense is just as good, so I, I think minus nine. Like I, I think the Eagles are going to win this game by double digit points. And uh, real the, quick
1: on your Jalen Hurts thing, Spaghetti. So I was looking at the, the the stand the ratings to see if Derek Carr was in the top twenty of quarterback ratings, which he's just barely, I think, in the top twenty. Uh, and so, like you know, this it comes up. Quarterback rating number one, Jalen Hurts. Number two, Tua. And it's just hysterical. It's just Nick Saban, right? You get the two best quarterbacks in college? No, in the world. these are You get to choose from, like, one of these guys has to sit. Well, well who should start? I don't know. They're going to be the two top-rated quarterbacks in the NFL five years from now. Like, it's so insane that, like, the Alabama roster is the two best guys at every position, which is why every year our, our mission is for them to not be in the Final Four, which— came true this year.
2: Mission accomplished and the last but I'll give out I know you guys like the Giants getting the four and a half I just don't I just think this has to be a game where the, everything has to go extremely like perfect for the Giants they're gonna need multiple turnovers the Giants don't cost turnovers uh, especially with Leonard Williams being out and especially missing your two best defensive backfield players and Xavier McKinney uh, and Adoree Jackson I thought there was a chance they may both play they both look like they're not gonna play this game so that stinks because Heineke was you know picking them apart uh, and they crushed the Giants at a pretty balanced attack. Brian Robinson almost ran for hundred yards, they had receivers that got near hundred yards. Heineke, I think, threw for two seventy-five and two touchdowns. Uh, is this just, the game you, where they
1: is this the game where they crushed them twenty to twenty?
2: Yeah, well, uh they. I'm I mean, confused. I, I just felt like they the Giants just couldn't they couldn't stop them and and they and the Giants it, when it mattered and the Giants made a lot of boneheaded plays and they I thought you know the the Commanders getting a buy uh, this late in the season could halt there any momentum they had but I feel like the giants of the team that could have used the bye here because they are extremely banged up literally signing practice squad players um uh, to start i just i i think they're going to just do the same thing we did last game which is kind of stop saquon and make Daniel jones win this game by slinging it and you're not going to win by slinging it when you have like Isaiah Hodgins and, you know, Richie James at wide receiver. I just don't like this one. The commanders are home. Uh, I think the Giants are going to lose this game. Like I could already foresee this and the, the Giants fans will be praying that they could uh, beat the Colts and, and hope the Eagles rest their starters in the last week of the regular season to hopefully get a, a playoff spot. If the commanders and Seahawks struggle the rest of the way here is so what that's what I think we're heading to.
0: Well, I'll tell you, it's funny. I, I keep saying it. We'll talk about it next week or or down the line because we've gone way too far. Da- too long. Danny Dimes, Giants fan. It's really interesting. If they really scuffle the rest of the way here, like I don't think Danny Dimes is going to get brought back there. So that's interesting. The other one to consider is Tom Brady. This thing about like, my, I'm keeping all my options open. Like are the 32 football teams ki- that you might go to keeping their options about you available based on the way you've played. It's really fascinating to consider where Tom Brady may wind up next year like what if the giant what spaghetti that's it and then we wrap up you can have next year you want Danny Dimes or you want 46 year old Tom Brady as the Giants it's, QB
2: it's Daniel Jones not even close i mean Daniel Jones is one of the few bright spots of the season i mean obviously Saquon and whatever Dexter Lawrence is bright spots but Daniel Jones is playing very good football if you put like i, I don't i don't agree with the the logic of going to get a rookie or if they had a rookie in this spot if you put Kenny Pickett or Desmond Ritter or somebody on this team right now with the receiving core they have with the with four out of the five offensive linemen being miserable. Like the only saving grace is Daniel Jones is a super smart guy. He's being safe with the football and he's using his legs. And I think it, obviously the the offensive minds of Kafka and Dave together has helped him a, a lot because that's really the only major difference between the team last year and this year. Like they've lost their entire receiving core and the offensive line. Like Evan Neal missed games and struggling. Like there's just no one in there is is performing well. He has been uh, he's proven and he's gone way above but you're not gonna to. have
0: but the pushback is you're not gonna have him for one more year it's not well we gotta get a more look you will be tied to him for at least the next two
2: years if that happens you could win you could win with Daniel say. jones you can win with, hey, Daniel jones proven to me you could win with him
1: while we're talking about rising and falling fortunes of quarterbacks and i have been laughing at this idea um how many picks would the rams have to include to re-swap stafford for jared goff Like, it's wild, right? Because it was like the Rams win the Super Bowl, you know, uh, McVeigh knew what he was doing. All we needed to do was get this gunslinger in this position, ship the loser out, get rid of him. Now it's like, I don't know, Stafford's career might be over. I I have no idea what the future holds for him physically. But I was looking at it since the trade, including the, the glorious run to the Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford 2.04 touchdowns per interception. Jared Goff 2.73 touchdowns per interception. Hmm. It's a pretty it's a pretty good statistic for just distilling it down to how good is your quarterback. And so like obviously a, a healthy Stafford's a different a different case but like Goff, I don't know like I am I'm taking the Jets this week but I, I really to. I'm happy for Goff, and I'm happy for the lions and I'm happy for Dan Campbell um, that, you know, that they, for eating, eating all uh, of that S all year while the Rams were having their victory parade, that it's like, this guy's a pretty good quarterback. Like, it, you know, and especially at home where he's got 20 TDs and three picks when he's on the fast track, ball comes out fast. Gets it, to, makes the right decisions. It's pretty
0: interesting. The lesson is to me, the lions prove it. And, um, you know, any number of the Eagles prove this. It takes more draft picks and free agent dollars and everything to build up your offensive line, even than it does to get the QB. But that is ultimately the bot. It really is go through it. If you have a dominant offensive line, you can put a ham and ager back there and win games. It really is. That's, what occurs to me like jared goff is still jared goff except that that offensive line keeps him nice and clean you give him an extra half a beat to make the play he's gonna make it that's what pro level qbs do all right listen gangbusters time way too long. As always, we apologize for that. Send us an ear and let us know. Cause that makes us feel better. When you send us a picture of an ear that lets us know that, okay, it's not too long, at least for you. We appreciate you checking it out. Eddie spaghetti travel
1: safe. Severed, if it's a severed ear reservoir dog's ear, does that mean <laughs> That's it was fine? too
0: long? I don't mind. Yeah. Yeah. Just do a little dance. Like uh, just, just do the little dance when you do it like Madsen spaghetti, best to everybody back in Staten Island uh hench best everybody in the manse there have a happy holidays fellas obviously we'll be back next week for you but just getting it in nice and early good tidings holiday tidings and we'll be back after the sports weekend to break it all down for you enjoy your world cup too hench can't believe you didn't make a pick but too late to do it now until next time france okay dynasty okay till next time thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven